and welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. Blue and yellow till we die. I'm Ian Tiny Morris. And I'm Simon Sandsbury. And welcome to General Election 5 and 6. But we've got some good news and bad news for you, depending, well, we, we let you, the listener, decide. Yeah, so depending on how you feel about this, you might go, yay, or no, oh no. In which case, please stop and rewind the tape. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah, yes, there always is that option you could just, you know, stop. But don't do that. We haven't told you what it is yet. So, let's explain something a little bit. So, um, as you will know, of course, avid listener, um, we've been pleased to have been able to invite uh, Amanda Martin, um, Antonia Harrison, Donna Jones. Yep. And Gerald Vernon Jackson to our podcast, and we thank them for their for squeezing us in on their busy campaign trails. But lamentably, Stephen Morgan and Penny Mordaunt, um, whilst we reached out to them, their diaries have not permitted them to come and join us. Um, Stephen offered to send in written answers, but we we didn't feel us, particularly me reading them out, would be uh, appropriate. So instead of Penny and Stephen, dear listener, you've got. But we've invited ourselves. We have. So, and both of us have accepted. Yes, which is um, handy, I guess, really. So um, what we're going to do is, as we've put our candidates through our Pompey Politics Part of Pondering General Election Special, we're going to put ourselves through the Pompey Politics Part of Pondering General Election Special. Indeed. Indeed. So um, we're going to pick three questions at random. And we're both going to answer the same questions. Um, but the primer questions that you may recall that we asked each guest, the first one was the, how did you get into politics? So how did you get involved in this kind of stuff? And the second one was a brief, brief, we say. Oh, yes. Explanation of your view on Brexit. So we were trying to think of a way to challenge ourselves to answer those questions as succinctly as possible so maybe we shall just um, give ourselves a timer of how many seconds to answer the Brexit question um, and we'll ask Alexa to do the timing this is marvellous so here we go we're using so much technology so much forethought that the dog is collapsed in um, no. lying down really comfortably and the cats aren't even bothered this so so we'll um, so we'll go first. So shall we both take the first primer question first of how so, did you get involved? Simon, how <laughs> did you get involved in politics? Well, it's interesting that you should ask me that, Ian. <laughs> so um, I, well, from a campaigning perspective, I got involved last year um, after going to successive kind of people's vote marches and then got involved with the local Lib Dems and started doing stuff for them. Um, predominantly doing um, more campaigning for them after going to my first ever party conference which was last September seems like an eon ago now and so many things have changed since um, but I've always been interested in politics I've voted several different ways over the course of my life um, but have found that the Liberal Democrats is my political home and how much further do you think you're going to go with them so have you stood for election in local council last time round? Is that something that you're, you're keen to push for again? Uh, yeah, it's, it's 
some I, I still feel the same way I did then, which is that um, I feel that there's a liberal voice not being heard um, in, in Kosham, so I, that'd be something that I will be putting my energy into and, um, and looking forward to those conversations with the good people of Kosham. Marvellous. The people of Kosham are fine, fine people. The people of Kosham are great people. I don't know how you can say otherwise, because you're one of them. Well, indeed. Yeah, indeed. so... <laughs> So shall I mirror that question back at you? Yeah, so I'd, I've always been interested in politics. I started life out as a, as a, a very vocal socialist, um, not joking. Um, was, it would have been around the time of militant. And, um, and, you know, for me, over the course of my life, I became more interested in politics. And I couldn't tell you where the tipping point was, but I just recognised that you know, I think it was Churchill said, the man that thinks that he can tax himself into prosperity is the man that stands in a bucket and attempts to pick himself up by the handle. It's just a case of, for me, that the tax and spend model didn't work. And I naturally migrated towards the Conservative Party. I think there is an element of having looked at it now, you know, over the last few years, we've got some real challenges coming up where actually there's going to need to be some really tough decisions and you know just somebody else will pay for that doesn't work and so you know I felt moved I actually only joined the Conservative Party probably six weeks ago Um, so I'm relatively new in having podcasted for the last seven months and I don't know whether I'll do much more than this Um, but um, it's it, well, the trouble with politics is no money in it, is there? So, so I've got to pay to keep a roof over my head. So, um, you know, I. Uh, so you, bless- you're not tempted to stand. I, I, I guess that the, the challenge I've got is that you know my my work that I do now um, means that I have to travel regularly and the ability of fitting in council meetings and and for me having spoken to the candidates the num the amount of time they have to be able to dedicate to, you know, to to really give the local residents full representation my feeling is I couldn't give that at the moment and I wouldn't be prepared to shortchange the good people of Kosham or Charles Dickens or anywhere else in the city well the chances of a Conservative being elected in Charles Dickens are a bit about as equal as your chances of walking across the harbour to gospel you are underplaying my wit charm and good looks sir Uh, uh, of course I'm just kind of um I'm just wondering, with your, as you said yourself, your socialist past, is there a photo somewhere of an... <laughs> Sorry, I'm getting a telephone call coming in. Um, is there that, a photo... That's a, that's a nonsense alarm going off. Yeah, that, um, which is annoying because that's cut off. Um, I wonder somewhere, is there a photo of you... I've just got this image now of Ian in the 1980s with a moustache and a corduroy jacket with leather patches at some sort of, um, you know, rights for workers meeting? No, no, I, I, no, there wouldn't have been, there would have been a copy, there could be a, been a photo of me carrying a copy of the Morning Star or Socialist Worker. Um, I was a union rep as well. Um, yeah, so I was, I was, I was in, engaged, but um, uh, I've seen the light move to the right, so... 
Okay, which isn't a. Um, it's not what you hope. No, for. that's not that's not a poster that we're gonna we're no. gonna quote a lot. No. Okay, so so the next question was the Brexit thing. So what did we say? Fifteen seconds, twenty seconds. I'm, I reckon I, I reckon I can get done in under ten. Well, you can because yours is a simplistically but not very sensible response. Well, this is, could be. I'll come at it from a number of angles. Do you want me to go first? Okay, so we, should we try 15 seconds? Go on then. Okay, so I'm going to ask Alexa, set timer for 15 seconds. Alexa's now being uncooperative. Alexa, set timer for 15 seconds. No. Nope. Hmm, I don't know that one. <laughs> well, that's just, you can't get the workforce. No. Can you? Okay. Alexa, timer, 15. Oh, okay. Right. Because yeah. I'm recording on two different devices because yeah. we've had other technical issues. So I'm going to, um, how can I do this? Um, There's some editing now to be done. Yeah, there is some, like, okay. I'm so gonna... just give me Brexit and go. Hang on. Because okay. you, can, you can keep an eye on the timer on the screen for you, can't you? Uh, yeah, I'm just trying to find a way of, sorry, one second. Who decided to make it this difficult? 15 seconds, yeah? Yeah, I'll, I'll be done it under that. Okay, well, <clears throat> 15 seconds on Brexit, your Brexit position, go. Voted Remain, everyone agreed to the result, the result was exit, we should leave, Conservative majority government, vote it through, 12 months, end of next year, done. Bish, bosh, Brexit. Okay. Well, that was, um, that was not surprising. In any way at all. I don't think, to be fair, Simon, anybody who's listened to this <laughs> podcast for any length of time is going to expect anything other than than us reinforcing our positions as being sat at slightly opposite end of the section. So, okay. 15 seconds on your Brexit position. Go. Um, Brexit's really complicated. Um, the people deserve a say in actually how we leave, if we're going to leave, and indeed if they want to leave, we'll be stronger working with and being in the European Union. So let's have a final say to resolve the issue and move on. There we go. And you hope Remain win. Um, hang on, let me shut up. Oh, stop, mother. Um, so I would like them to. Um, but at this point, if I'm really honest, I just want a a decision that is a clear, executable answer that can be delivered with competence. Um, the problem that we've had over the last three years is that we've had neither. One thing that we've never touched on, but I think we should, is my position on breakfast, which is it has to contain black pudding. The quality of it is judged by the quality of the sausage. Nobody wants a really poor sausage. And anything tomato-based is not allowed to touch anything egg-based. So you can have tomatoes and beans on the plate, but there needs to be a meat-based barrier protecting the egg from any cross-contamination. Well, that's an interesting approach from a chemist that um, straddles being en engineering-based. Um, but I would actually say that um, cooked tomatoes are just wrong. Oh. So they don't deserve to be on the plate in the first place. So what, what about the hell are you talking about? What about a plum tomato? A tinned plum tomato. In a cooked breakfast. On a cooked breakfast. No. What the what the heck? No. Have you never had that? No. What? No. It's just wrong. It's an abomination. No. So it's like the it's the pineapple on pizza thing all over again. Good lord. Let's not do this. Right. We digress. We're going so, to dive into the pot of pondering. So the pot of pondering. We're at 
12 minutes so far. Beautiful. So the listener that we have left is, um, I'm just making sure that all nine are in there. So, do you want, oh, there's no, there's no point, because you're going to read it anyway. Okay, yep. so if I should select a question at random, I'm shuffling around the, what? If the question comes out, why is the Tories' manifesto so dreadful? You'll know that there's been some shameful treating of a blind man. <laughs> but Out- I, but I, I trust this. Outrageous. Man. So this on our list of questions um, is number seven. If you could change anything about the 2016 referendum except the result, what would it be? Now, my position on this is that I think the referendum... I don't think the referendum perhaps should have happened. I think it, 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 it was... The reason for bringing it to there was to try and head off the sort of UKIP surge, but I I genuinely believe that it should it should have been a supermajority. Um, I, I I think with something this nuanced, you've got to have a situation where a lump of the country, a significant lump, you know, even if it was fifty five sixty percent, I'm not looking for anything ridiculous, but I think making it a straight toss of the coin, heads or tails. I'm, yeah, I, I felt that was own, you know, either way, whichever side won or lost, it was never going to make it, um, you know, it was never going to end the discussion. And so it has not. Okay, so I'm going to, I mean, I agree with that answer. Um, so there are lots of different ways I think it, it could, the question could have been done differently other than not actually bloody having the damn thing in the first place. Um, but um, yes, I think that. Um, you could we could either have had a different a slightly different um, voting mechanism so that there were specific answers, um, but those to be rated in order of preference so that we found so the process itself drove an answer that everybody could live with rather than necessarily that puts one side of the country being happy with versus the other side of the country um, hating. Yep. Um, or some sort of requirement aside from a supermajority, could it have been? Could we have had something where it requires the four nations to all agree that it was the best course? Yeah, totally. That is that again. That gives Scotland too much power, my opinion. But they are a nation within our nation. So, they are. They are. So they should have a say. Yeah, but um, well, it's either that or to be to be honest, it just further[s] their cause to to separate from our union. Yeah. Um, we can't argue that we wanted to be leaving one union because we wanted independence or suppose you know the arguments about pooling of sovereignty yep. while another country within our own union is also arguing exactly the same things but our response is different it seems a bit hypocritical well i did have a vote wasn't too long ago was it yeah but they were told that the only way to guarantee they remained in the european union was to stay within our union and how's that working out yeah not great, for them. Not great. so it's all a bit of a mess so yep. there's some interesting ones there okay so that was question seven do you want to go first on the next one yeah go on okay so i'm shuffling the shuffling the, the post-it notes around i have another question oh number three um we've covered this one before to be fair in, in other podcasts but first past the post protector of our democracy or a burden gosh we've been that so we've covered it before. yeah we, we've covered that before in previous episodes so let's have Uh, name a policy you like most from your political opponents and Ooh. why. I've got an, I've got I thought about this one on the way here, hoping that Are would be. Are you gonna be no, a bit cheeky like Donna was? No, and, no, 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 no. no, no. <laughs> and said she liked the revoked because it helped her. Nope. Nope. Or so she felt. Nope. Okay, go on then. Go for it. So I I'm actually gonna go for one from each. 
Okay. So I will be a bit cheeky with the Labour one. So you're going to, what, the Greens, the Brexit Party? The... No, 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 just one just one from the, the Labour. The Labour Manifesto, I think the franchise system that the railways run under is a farce. And so I would renationalise the railways. I think that is just good sense. <laughs> That's me collapsing. The only thing that I would make subtly different about it... Here we go. ...is that I would ensure that that new organisation was a non-union-based environment, as the RMT, for me, do the public a disservice, as they are their whole motives are rooted in 1970s-style demarcation of labour and actually we've got to prove that we run the railways. Who closes the doors? Who cares? Or we care because that way we're telling the management team that they don't run the railways, we do. So there you go, renationalisation of the railways. And then the other one, which might surprise you, is I actually admire the honesty of the Lib Dem, one P in a pound for the NHS, on a tax increase. And I'm not a natural fan of tax increases, but I think there is an element of the NHS is such a big issue for every party. And we can't have an honest conversation about it. There is an element of I'd almost like to separate the funding of it out, out of that sort of great melange of who pays what. You know, because it does break down where your taxes go. But I, I, would, I want it to be really clear that says this is how much the NHS costs and this is how much you have to pay for it. Because yeah, I, I think there's so many misnomers been flying around. You know, free at point of use, free prescriptions. Prescriptions aren't free. You know, some people pay, some people don't have to pay. But none of it's free. The money's got to come from somewhere. So I think the Lib Dems, I think, have been very... And it's it's one of the things where I give you guys grudging respect. You've said, well, actually, if you want more money for the NHS, you're going to have to pay for it. So I would be supportive of that policy, even though it sort of irks me in the more tax-paying way. But I think there is a, a cleanliness and an honesty to it, and it addresses a discussion we really have got to have as a nation. OK. Um... I think I'm going to struggle to find one for both of them. Um, with Labour, there's lots of... Um, there's, to be honest, there's lots of parities with, with Liberal Democrat policies anyway. There's some differences about numbers or difference about the timescale of some of those things. Um, although I would not surprise you by saying I feel that we've got a better plan. Indeed, the IFS agreed with us about how we would pay for these things and how, how they would go. And indeed, that they would our policies would be... Um, are actually better of benefit for I'm raising an eyebrow for the um, for those on lowest incomes. But actually, to answer the question, sorry. Um, so okay, I'm going to say actually the broadband thing. Now, I my knee jerk reaction was um, initially to say, well, this is absolutely ridiculous. It's going to cause issues with our communications industries. But it's the 21st century. We need to have a reliable. Um, broadband service that is actually universally available. I'm not so clear about it being free at the point of use, but we need to have government investment in order to make sure that broadband is available across the country rather than just in the bits that are cheaper to provide it to because everybody needs it. And if we want to level up 
God, I sound like a Tory minister now. If I want to, if we want to remove some of the barriers to some of our remoter communities, or indeed actually to some of the parts up country, some of the deprived areas or lacking of investments, yep. we have to have a technology communication age that enables them to do that, that doesn't require people necessarily to travel to work. That means that people can work from home or that we operate. It's just how the 21st century economy works. And that investment would, would bring dividends in productivity improvements. So I think actually it's a sound thing for, for any government to do. Tory policy, I'm struggling to find anything I agree with them on. Oh, come on. Come on. You don't want... Again, seeing as you said nice things about your policy, you don't think... And again, I'm, I'm going to blow myself open here. You don't think correcting the dreadful error of removing the nursing bursary... Okay, yeah, to be fair, I'd forgotten about that, to be fair, because that, I mean, to be honest, that's an agree, we agree with that anyway. That's, um, I agree that it was a stupid thing for the Conservatives to remove the nursing bursary after 2015 when they kicked us out of being in coalition because we got dreadfully punished in 2015. So, um, yes, it should never have been bloody stopped. Absolutely ridiculous to be complaining that we have a lack of nurses now, but wondering why that happens when we stopped them actually training. So... So okay, I, so thank you for helping me yeah, out. That I, yeah. I agree. That was a I'd, I'd over, that was an oversight on my part. That's all right. I was quickly googling to try and find something I agreed with, um, but that was a good finer detail. Okay, so another question. Yeah, our third and we're, final. We're at twenty-two minutes so far. Oh, hang on. So. Oh God. Trying to unfold these things is actually quite a trap. I'm surprised our guests were so easy, found it so easy. I am not. Okay, question four. If tomorrow you were Chancellor of the Exchequer, what would be your first act? Oh, I've, I've, I, I even thought about this one on the way. So I've been doing a bit. Of, and I, I would, it would be to get that nursing thing moved on. Uh, you know, for me, that's, that's that just got to happen. Um, second thing um, would be I would, and I wouldn't enjoy doing it, but I would do it. I'd write the first cheque to the EU, the first chunk of the of the divorce settlement, so they'd be there ready soon as the uh, soon as the withdrawal agreement passes Parliament. I don't know whether they paid by cheques. Probably a backs transfer. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that you know someone doesn't messenger over it with a you know with a cheque. Yeah, can I, send, can I send it on Apple Pay? How many noughts was that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. I, can, I can just imagine that. But they um, are. I, I. Oh no, it's not super sad now, is it? Is it Chancellor? No, it's pretty. I'd have to be pretty Patel. I'm not sure I could. I think I've probably got a better Saj impersonation. What? Who's Chancellor these days? Is it Saj? Yeah. Oh, pretty Saj. Patel's Home Secretary, isn't she? Yeah. No, no, it is super Saj. Brilliant. No, he'd do that. He'd be good. Right, so in your moment as Super Simon Satch. I would immediately refocus our economy to be rewarding investment in green technologies mm-hmm. and disincentivising investment in fossil fuel technologies while addressing the massive um, inconsistency that allows companies like Apple and Amazon to offshore loads of their profits Uh. um, at the disadvantage of the small traders and small businesses that are the backbone of our economy. 
We should do a whole episode on that. No, honestly, because it's one of those things where you're absolutely right. But the interesting piece for me, and maybe it's interesting, maybe it's dullest dishwasher, it could be one of our dullest episodes on tax policies and how multinationals get away with it. But, um, you know, it's such a complex arrangement. And I do have a little bit of insight. Okay, well that well that might be interesting. That that certainly would be interesting. The, the key thing for me is that some of the suggestions that are floated around are effectively a sales tax, yes. and all that will happen is that the consumer pays that. Well, uh, yeah, no, and you're absolutely right. The, and that's the, not the idea. <laughs> no, and it's and, and the trouble is it's not the idea, but the fact is that, uh, and this is where, uh, as I say, we we could go into yeah. a long drawn out arrangement on this one because you know there is that element of and it becomes a much more it's much bigger kind of economic what's the word economics discussion Mm -hmm. because it it is all about cause and effect and you know there is that piece and and again I I wouldn't advise you to do it but there's the Gower initiative and their their modern monetary theory which says well if it's your currency government should just print as much as they need and there is an argument that says, well, actually, that sort of makes sense, doesn't it? You know, in terms of how many pounds there are in the in the economy is down to the government. So, you know, why don't we just print some more? And, and you know, it, it's one of those things that until you look at it and, and start understanding the nuances to it, you realise that the uh, people who have tried it, like the that lovable scamp, brackets, dictator, Robert Mugabe in Zimbabwe, did exactly that and I, I once owned a, a 10 million Zimbabwean dollar note it was worth about 13 quid because um, you know, it's that element of it does cause you some interesting uh, interesting dilemmas but no I, it's definitely one it, it's a problem that most people agree needs to be sorted somehow I'm not sure Jeff Bezos would agree is it Bezos? Amazon. Bezos 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 who is just paid the world's biggest divorce settlement, so he might be short of a shilling just at the minute. Probably I, I, still going to be okay, I would think. I think he managed, but we can't say this in front of Alexa because she's probably reporting it. That uh, could be. They'll be watching us, waiting yeah. for us with cards. They'll, they'll, you know, so there you have it. That's my, that's my prime membership. Ruined. Yeah, ruined. Um, so there you have it. That's been the fifth and the sixth episode in a combined fashion of the Pompey Politics podcast. At the time of recording, it's Monday afternoon. There is just three days to go. We would, of course, one thing we can both agree on is that we'd encourage you to get out and vote, whatever, wherever you live in this fair city, or even if you don't, if you're a listener, it is, you know, it's important to exercise your democratic right. And I'd like to urge all my Labour friends to make sure you get out and cast your vote on Friday the 13th of December. Well, that at all wasn't predictable, was it? And in the same way, I'd like to com- do. I'd like to suggest that anybody that is really upset about how Brexit's been handled, and they're not sure that they can trust Boris Johnson to deliver things, which is not an entirely, um, it will is an entirely understandable position to not be not feeling that you can trust Boris Johnson. Um, if you're not sure and you feel that you can't trust him, just make sure you put across in the Brexit Party and in the Conservative Party columns on your one, ballot paper. One in each. Yeah. Oh. That's very nasty. You've been listening 
to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I've been Simon Sansbury. I'm Ian Tiny Morris. And uh, enjoy Thursday and yeah, yeah. Next we'll we'll be back mm, end of the, end of the week results special. Mm. Well, I'll be going to the count so. Oh. You know. One. Blurry eyed. I don't know whether I'll, whether I'll dog. do something while ah, while there. Ah. That might be kind of an interesting thing, or it might not be interesting at all. I might just you know go and start drinking and get a kebab. I think you did that last time, didn't you? I did, no. Well, I got a kebab on the way. I walked home. That's right. So um, so I, I walked home with my with my friend Victoria that I'd gone to gone to the count with. Um, but it's a it's obviously a slightly different situation because it's a general, so there aren't there aren't as many places to go. I am going to have to mark, obviously, as a caveat that what we both said in tongue-in-cheek, um, yes, the general election is on December the 12th. Oh, is it? Yes. Yeah, and you can only vote for one party. Yeah, so vote for... I don't for... want to be accused no, of... No, Seriously. No, um, no we wouldn't do that. Doing, no. doing things no. like that. We don't play with votes. They're very no. serious, so please take yours seriously. Thursday, Thursday the 12th. It. Go for it. Marvellous. Polling station's open at 7 o'clock. They shut at 10pm.